Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. everyone. Brandon here with Jimmy. How's it going today? Going okay, man. <laughs> going okay. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I just want to say thank you again for continually serving us as a people, even mm-hmm. as you're in this season of some physical discomfort. Yeah. Thanks, We appreciate man. you a lot. Thanks, brother. So, thank you. Thank you. Well, last week we got to talk a little bit about discipleship, and, and we were talking about how do, how do we hear people's stories? How do we cover people that God's given us responsibility for to, sure. to lead, to pastor? Um and at the same time, there's a whole world out there who is longing to be discipled, and, exactly. and maybe a little bit of what we call evangelistic discipleship sure. in our workplaces or sure. even family members. And thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that today. So maybe yeah. take us in what it, what what is this kind of discipleship for you in your mind? Yeah, yeah. So you know the the thing when we talk about going make disciples. Uh, that word in Matthew 28 is, as you're going, mm-hmm. make disciples, right? As you're going, be teaching, loving, uh, leading people, connecting people to Jesus. You know, we talk about people are lost. Jesus would look out on the multitudes mm-hmm. like sheep without a shepherd. And, and a lot of those people he was looking at were Jews or were people even yeah. following him. But they were just kind of lost out there. They mm-hmm. were just drifting. So you have the drifting <clears throat> believer, you have the drifting non-believer, you've got the drifting person that's not sure if they're a believer, right? So in one way, everywhere we go, we're always looking for, God, who are you highlighting that I'm to love, to serve, to help, to story with them, uh, and to move them along in a continuum? Um, uh, maybe I'll say it another way. You know what? Everybody's made for Jesus. Yeah. They just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Everybody's made for a relationship and is hungry for a genuine, authentic encounter with God and with people yes. that is genuine. Therefore, everywhere we go, we're saying, "In my workplace, who are those two, three people, God, mm-hmm. that you're highlighting that I should invest in, disciple?" We'll, mm-hmm. uh, as the Scripture says. Uh, whether they know Jesus or don't, whether they're a nominal believer, whether they're mm-hmm. feeling lost, who am I bringing back to Jesus or bringing into the fold? Mm-hmm. And what I find is with most people, why that why it gets a little fuzzy out there on how do I do evangelism or how do I disciple is that we're thinking that it happens outside of our normal flow of life. Yes. And the big deal is, I would say, if it doesn't happen in your normal flow of life, it won't happen consistently. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So can I break it down a little bit for yeah, you? go for it. Okay. So uh, let's start with where we live. Yeah. Okay? So wherever we live, who are the five households around you? What are their names? And you begin praying for them. That's just yeah. basically what we do. Every neighborhood we've lived in, yeah. we took the whole block, got, met everybody, brought them cookies, said hello, and now we know who their names are, who lives in their house. And we started praying for them. As a family, we would take Tuesdays and fast and pray mm-hmm. for our neighborhood. We did this for 15 years when our kids were all in the <clears> house. And, um, 
And then little by little, we would begin to look for open doors mm-hmm. and, and, and opportunities. Um, and uh, every year, uh, or uh, we would see somebody come to the Lord, or a family, mm-hmm. or a household reached, simply by identifying and praying yeah. for the people yeah. around me, right? You live in a space that God has given you to take dominion over. You take dominion by praying, not over yeah. your own home, but the homes around you, and then you keep your eyes open. Yeah. Just one funny story. One of the yeah. guys that lived across the street was a bowler. Like, he liked to bowl. <laughs> and... uh you know, I mean, I can have fun bowling, but I wouldn't say it's my greatest strength. <laughs> so uh, so I said, well, hey, man, let me go bowling with you. And I uh, kind of played to his strength yeah. and um, and got to know him. And uh, we'd have him over for dinner. And mm-hmm. he was interested in the things of Jesus, but not totally in. And so we'd just talk about life. I'd help him at work, issues, whatever. And then um, uh, funny deal is I invited him to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, back in those days, we were going to Highland Baptist Church. And the the uh, pastor that Sunday talked on the gift of tongues. I'd never <laughs> heard him do a message before or since in 20 yeah. years of pastoring. And the guys, my buddies, my new guy, he's taking notes feverishly. And I'm thinking, what in the world? So afterwards I said, hey, man, and it was a little awkward. He said, no, I'm so excited that the guy was talking about tongues. He said, I've been talking to this uh this lady online this uh, in um, Idaho, and she's a bowler too, and that's how we're on. We're having this relationship, and she said, "I've been going to this church where they're talking about tongues. Have you ever heard anything about that?" And he said, "I was so excited to be able to help because now I know something about it." Oh my gosh! Well, he eventually gave his life to Jesus. I was able to <laughs> disciple him for about a wow. year, but it was a journey. It was a journey yeah. of loving him, helping. Yeah, going out and playing stuff and doing things with him. And um and in that where we live, key, mm-hmm. huge, huge, yes. huge. Second place is where we play. Now for Laura and I, that can be like a hobby, you know, I'm in a running club or biking or whatever you do, uh, that kind of thing. But for us it had to be integrated with our kids' lives. Yeah. So the soccer team was it. Yeah. And so um <clears throat> I would always just, uh, wouldn't tell people I was a pastor, but would be friends with them, love them, care for them, and say, God, would you move? Well, this one particular guy um, was had a big anger problem. He'd been kicked out of the whole league as a dad, the mm. dad. So he was kicked out of the whole league, couldn't even show up one semester. Wait, are you sure that wasn't you? Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I was the excited coach. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Um, but I kept befriending him, and then he yeah. saw me on the news for a deal that they were asking about pastors. And he comes up to me, and he says, You blank and blank, blank, you didn't tell me you were a blank and pastor. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, Well, hey, man, I just wanted to be your friend, and I and, uh, yeah. just wanted to, to love you and, and care for you, man. So, so how can I help you? And uh, he said, You know, alcoholic, anger problem, can you help mm-hmm. me? And uh, first day, I, uh, I, I haven't done this one before, but he was not yet a believer. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's go through the steps to freedom, which is a little tool we <laughs> yeah. use for deliverance. Yeah. We get into number one, and it was about you know forgiveness and all this. And he said, well, how can you forgive, share the whole gospel with him? He gives his life to Jesus, wow. and we began the journey. Well, he not only gets to Jesus and experiences freedom, he brings his wife in, brings his children mm-hmm. in. We were able to see all of them baptized. They are a mm. central part of our church today. Wow. Some 
15 years later. Wow. Uh, they have led many people to the Lord. They've loved people, shared their story. Mm-hmm. But it was because we opened our eyes where we were. Yeah. We weren't trying to get someplace yes. to share the gospel. Yes. Or to relate to somebody who doesn't know Jesus, we just took where we were. Mm. So you got where you live, you got where you work, or where you play, your hobbies. Um, you got where you eat, right? Mm-hmm. Go to consistently to the same places yeah. to build relationships with the same people. And I think that if you, uh, what I would often say is, if you have thirty seconds with somebody, just yeah. say bless you in yeah. the name of the Lord, yeah. love them. If you have three minutes, what does that look like? If you yeah. got thirty minutes, if you got if you know that this is where you're going to frequent, build a relationship with them. Yeah. And uh, find out their interests, who they are, yeah. etc. And uh, again, many of our people have shared so many stories of a waiter or a waitress or yeah. a friend uh, that they met uh, just out, out eating. Uh, yeah. and, um, and we've seen, you know, again, whole restaurants affected just by people yeah. loving people, praying for them and, and all that good stuff. And then, you know, where we live, where we work, where we play. Um, that work piece is really key. And again, we already talked a little bit about that. But um, God has you in a place doing yeah. a job that He has ordained. Yeah. Now, then that means there's people involved. And if there's people involved, then, yes. then people matter. Yeah. We have one guy that has started little prayer groups and now has led over 40 people wow. to the Lord. He has, uh, he calls them services. He, he has prayer meetings, first 30 minutes in the morning, then he has a second 30-minute slot, and then they multiply out to the different divisions in the organization. And his vision wow. is for every division and every office wing to have one of these 30-minute morning services before work starts. Wow. And, um, that's, I haven't even heard this. Yeah, this is awesome. isn't that incredible? And, um, and it all started with he and another guy yeah. from our church praying yeah. for people in the workplace. Well, right? I got time out. Yeah. That's happening here through the local church. Yes, sir. That's incredible. It is incredible. Like, you don't hear that many stories of the church empowering their people yeah. to go do it in their workplace. Absolutely. I'm not saying we're anything yeah, yeah. crazy or anything, sure. but that's, that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, and and um, uh, but it's and what's amazing is it's it is astounding in the sense of wow, God, and way to go, these guys that persevered. But they yeah. just took the basics. Yes. They said we're going to pray. They yep. prayed for a year with very little happening, but yep. they prayed every day and they prayed consistently and prayed for people by name, and then it tipped. Yes, and then it started rolling. But then they were ready then to share the gospel. Yes, right. So they they not only prayed, but they built relationships with people, yeah. and they had a tool to yeah. share Jesus, and then invited them to an ongoing discipleship yeah. process that they've created as well. So, um, wow. So where we live, work, eat, play, and where we shop, right? Yeah. Everybody shops, grocery store, or wherever you go for your clothes, or whatever you do. Um, these are just opportunities yes. that are just sitting there. Yes. Low-hanging fruit, just um, as we go, we're making disciples. Yes. And you know, uh, I think that when I view life that way, as I go, I'm making disciples, then every interaction yes. matters with somebody. Yes. When people are with me, I hope that they get taken one step closer to Jesus. Mm. From the simplest smile 
to caring about their family, to asking them a question, yeah. to simply saying, having a good day, you know, or God bless you. I mean, we're talking the, 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 mm. the cup of cold water matters, yeah. and a lot of those cups of cold water eventually give somebody a full drink. How about that? It's good. It's the, it's the <laughs> thousand acts of kindness sometimes yeah. that create the salvation, yeah. the discipleship, and the mentoring. And so, yeah, so I think that um, discipleship is specific, yeah. but it is also very broad. Yeah. And um, uh, remember, disciple making is not about just what you do, it's about who you are. Yes. And um, I think that the, one of the greatest lies of the devil is to minimize the power on our lives. Yeah. I mean, we are the most powerful thing in the universe, uh, this side of heaven, right? Of course, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the glory of God. But but we are the vessels of God for the glory of God to be mm-hmm. made manifest on planet Earth. We're yeah. the light of the world. We're the hope yes. of His glory. And when we are attentive to being who we are and active in simply loving people mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, then we end up changing atmospheres and changing yes. workplaces and changing restaurants and it doesn't always happen in a miraculous spontaneous yeah. every, though it can and mm-hmm. it does every once in a while yeah but it's it's blessed is the man or woman who perseveres for theirs is the crown of life amen so hey wherever you are today go where you live work play eat shop yep look for those intentional conversations amen let's do it Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.